I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we get real, real mad about the Holocaust. That's what we do on this podcast. We're going to talk about it. We're (laughs) going to reference it. We're going to see how it compares to our day-to-day lives. It's what we're going to do, Gary. Are you ready for Holocaust Chat 2023? Yeah, the X-Men Holocaust. (laughs) Yes, the The, X-Men Holocaust. uh, Yeah, we're talking about that guy. It's also uh, where we're going to sit in an interrogation room and cross and uncross our legs Mm. uh, over and over and over. Yes, absolutely. And I can say 100% truthfully, I'm not wearing panties. No, me either. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if that seems like something that, uh, you know, us, you know, chunky podcasters and or Sharon Stone would do, uh, it is. Do they still make like um, sexy thrillers like that? Like Secretary or, uh, or like dude. Basic Instinct or any of that stuff? I I, I am preemptively get, uh, sighing because that is a big discourse thing. Oh, is it? Um, it, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> attached to the you know the MCU. Everyone is beautiful, but no one's horny. Okay, discussion um, of uh, apparently uh, they don't make enough of, to to some folk. Mm-hmm. They don't make enough of them, and that's a serious crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is a death knell of the industry and the art form uh, that we don't get uh, basic instinct anymore. I saw a, uh, a Jennifer Lawrence interview because she's got some like R-rated comedy movie out. Apparently, yeah, yeah. and uh, they were asking her like, you know, what's your favorite like raunchy comedy? And uh, and she was naming stuff, and it made me realize like she had named a bunch of movies that, of course, like I grew up watching because we're she's she's younger than me, but like you're gonna watch all those same movies, and that's like a genre of film that I don't really see anymore either, like the the raunchy R-rated comedy. Yeah, but but then yeah. I think like, what films do I watch? Like, how deep am I going out there? <laughs> like, it's not like I'm really like pursuing the 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 mantle of, of you're not looking for cinematography them, yeah. or anything. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know if I need to watch a super bad when I'm 42. I don't I don't know. I'm not. It's it's possible for, to me. It is possible for things to move on. Like those movies still exist and are still fine and good. Mm-hmm. Did, did you end up seeing uh, Booksmart? No, I don't even know what that is. Uh, Booksmart's great. Uh, it's Olivia Wilde. It is so down to having Jonah Jonah Hill's sister, kind of like a lady uh, super bad. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit less raunchy, but you know, also less problematic and a little smarter. Uh, it's really good. Oh, Worth cool. your time going to add it to my queue right now but let's uh let's not talk about movies that we're not going to watch let's uh let's instead, talk about comics that we have read that we have read and also thank our guest uh gwen for the on the last two episodes oh, yeah. she was great yeah, it's I, been a it's been a, a while funny since thing for gwen to pop in right now <laughs> we can talk about this <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. huh I, uh, I talked to Gwen a little bit about this series uh, at a, recently when I was able to hang out with her. Um, so I was uh, pretty excited. To, I'm pretty excited yeah. to chat about Fatal Attractions. We're not going to bury this any longer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, early 90s, 1992 X-Men crossover. One of the first, uh, not one of the first really big ones, but one of the first ones that had a very long lasting uh, tale. You know, like there had been Extinction Agenda and Executioner Song. And all of these things, uh, this is a line-wide crossover that had pretty big repercussions. Um, and I have, uh, you know, on rereading it, uh, it's a 90s comic, you know, so there's things to clown on that are not good. There's uh, some things I think are really good. And I also cannot divorce myself from my child self that thought this was literally the coolest fucking thing that has ever happened <laughs> in a million years or would ever happen. Yeah, this uh, is. We're now uh, thirty years later, and I still think a little hologram of Gambit throwing cards at me is basically the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, you know. Yeah. 
I he just like scores a pussy and they just gambit throwing cards at me. <laughs> that's you know? the that's the two that's the thing. We need yeah. strip clubs that are just gambit throwing cards at you. That's the thing Dude. that we need. That's the that's the of course that's probably just what like Universal Studios nowadays. Like that's that's yeah, like a Star yeah, Wars experience or something. Yeah. yeah, World of Marvel. Uh, yeah, this, this is a huge deal. This was the thirtieth anniversary mm-hmm. of uh, X Men. So they did this uh, this big crossover. Uh, the origins of this are very funny. Um, they were doing a writing retreat, and Peter David who was writing, he doesn't write the episode of X-Factor we're going to start with, but he was writing X-Factor at the time and was frustrated because um, X-Factor did not have a big enough part in those line-wide crossovers, but his storylines were still getting derailed to be in them. Uh, And he kind of petulantly complained about like, oh, why the fuck don't we just have Magneto suck out Wolverine's skeleton? And everyone loved it. (laughs) And everyone went wild. The crowd went wild. It was was a joke. And everyone was just like, oh my God, that's the coolest (laughs) thing that could happen. Uh, And they built a crossover around it. Yeah, that, to lead specifically to that point, and also to kind of explore uh, a pretty classic X Men thing of like the dream yes. of the, Xavier's dream for mutants and humans to live in harmony, and Magneto's dream, which is to not do that. It changes on the regular. Yes. Um, His dream changes a lot. This is, uh, I consider this to be kind of the last um, kind of major hurrah of Magneto being a shitty megalomaniac mm-hmm. for a while. He eventually will do it again, and then during New X-Men, obviously, he's on Sublime Kick, yeah. so he's he's a real maniac during that. But this, uh, you know, Magneto has always gone back and forth between being reasonable and being this. Um, this feels like trotting out a classic, just big villain Magneto for a big fight. Yeah. Uh, to kind of, to, you know, to kind of climax that, that idea. And since then, with, the, with a couple of exceptions, he has been a lot more even-handed and nuanced. You know, it'd be real weird if like X Men started now and Magneto was just like, "I'm going to take over a space station." You know, <laughs> like, it has missiles pointed at the Earth. Like that's that's not really what's going on anymore. Uh, it's um, it's interesting too because they uh, like the lead-ins to this. So I should I, we're we're just covering the main like uh, six issue arc uh, crossover and, bit, one, and, then, and then the epilogue. Uh, but yeah, there's epilogue. If, if you're on Marvel Unlimited. There's they if you search for the event there's the lead in issues which is like eight or nine issues um, and I was on a plane so I read mm. all of it uh, <laughs> and the lead in is 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 kind of interesting because you know at this point Magneto is assumed dead like Asteroid M was was fell to the earth and everyone's like there's no way they could have survived that uh, nobody could survive that not even Magneto so we're just gonna think he's dead but there's a lot of like is he really dead or is he yeah and there's uh, the lead into this there's a lot of like we need to build a gun to kill Magneto kind of stuff. Cause there's a, <laughs> there's a guy who like when, uh, when Magneto goes crazy after his daughter is killed, uh, he murders this dude's brother and this dude has a, like a revenge heart on for killing Magneto. So he's, he, he goes through all of this thing. Like he gets recruited by like whatever government agency, they build the special gun, the special suit so they can't be detected. And then like the, the climax to that, that leads into this is him getting the shot and then not taking the shot because he realizes like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be your murderer. <laughs> like, and it's cool. just, it's a lot like, and I get it. Like, it's, it's a very, like, it's a moment, but like, it's just a hilarious moment to put in a comic book of like, this dude has magnet powers, but and I don't want to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, and, and it turns out uh, this is doing the very classic superhero and just kind of fiction story of like, uh, would, you know, because if he had killed Magneto, a lot of people would still be alive right now. Yes. in this world mm-hmm. you know like there, there is an argument for 
what's interesting about this crossover now, and this is maybe just me having a harder line uh, than I do now and, and feeling a little bit more nuanced about it, is that this presented, uh, is presented a little bit as a tragedy, like what happens, you know, this kind of solution for Magneto here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shade to it, a lot of questioning whether it's right or wrong. Doesn't seem that wrong to me. Uh, he, he does a real horrible thing right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we go kill, you know, uh, I don't know. We, so, somebody, uh, we, uh, this is like, I'm not a, you know, mega patriot or whatever, but you know, like somebody did a nine 11 and it made sense to like go find the person who did the nine 11, mm-hmm. at least on a real basic level. Yeah. You know, um, and they put him in so many jails <laughs> and there's uh, a, he just gets out the, the, the two, like we start with this, like with, with the occults, occults, uh, occults. Why can't I say that the acolytes? correctly? The acolytes. Jesus Christ. Where's my yeah. brain? That's okay. Um, I thought you were saying a cult. Yeah, I don't like, know where I was. I, don't I, I just lost the yeah. ability to speak there for 30 seconds. <laughs> you okay, man? Yeah, I'm taking my blood pressure right now just to make sure, you know, something's, something's not wrong. <laughs> just, um, but the acolytes, like, murder a bunch of innocent people. And there's a moment later in this where, uh, you know, Magneto, having been revealed to be alive at all this time, and the acolytes are like, oh, my God, you know, we, we're there for you. And Magneto is like, yeah, but you killed a bunch of people, which I would have totally let you do. Uh, but you didn't check in first, so I'm gonna kill yeah. you for doing that. And I'm like, so well, y'all are like tripling down on just how evil this fucker is. And then right after that, c- fucking Colossus is like, let's go, <laughs> going on the Magneto let's, train. Let's, <laughs> the the uh, so the, it's worth thinking about that though, because we're we're gonna get into this. We're gonna bring the first three issues, which is uh, X Factor number ninety two, um, the uh, X Force number twenty five, Uncanny X Men number three hundred four. Uh, Uncanny X Men number three hundred four is the issue where that happens. And it's fucking Scott Lobdell. Mm. Most of the other stories in this storyline are written by Fabian Nitsieza. I never know how to pronounce that correctly, but he is a better writer. Uh, And his version of Magneto for this just wants to be left alone. You know, and then Scott Lobdell had him come down and crash a funeral and be like, it was just good that you killed the flat scans. (laughs) You know, earthlings must die. And it it's it like almost tanks the crossover for me. Yeah, I, I, because everything yeah. else he's making like these first two issues are really good, I think. Uh, and who who knows if I can separate that from childhood stuff, right? And they're also '90s comics; they're really slowly paced, tons of speeches and stuff. But that aside, I think that they're like coherent to the crossover. And then Uncanny X Men uh, is just kind of shitty. And then when they actually uh, X Men number uh, twenty five, I think the uh, the one that we'll cover first in the next episode is really good. Like, the conversations and stuff that are happening in that are, like, good classic X-Men shit. Nobody's acting like a fucking idiot in it. Um, unlike in the the one right before it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the classic yeah. problem with, with uh, these crossover events, right? Like, you get their, these writers get their grubby little bits on characters that they weren't writing before and just go fucking crazy with it. And, um, yep. and you know, the, I think a lot of it has to do with the nature of comic books and printing and lead times and things like that that were, like oh, this is done, and, like, we have booked, like, we have orders for these issues. We can't go, like, there's very little you can go back and, like, change from an editorial perspective. It's an editorial thing, too. Like, the editorial should have kept track of that. But also, this is also an issue with Scott Lobdell. Yes, Uh, yeah. (laughs) You know, one of my least favorite Marvel writers of all time, and I I think responsible for just a a Herculean amount of bad comics. Um, Let's uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. We're starting out with uh, X-Factor, and this is our first issue of the new uh, X-Factor. Um, we covered the old X Factor when it was the original team. Mm-hmm. This is like strong guy, multiple man, havoc X Factor. I have a lot of affection for these guys. I do too. Like uh, strong yeah. man Guido is one of my. Uh, which one, I don't know why I was just obsessed with them as a kid. I was like, this dude rocks. I just loved every He's everything. Cool. Yeah, I just loved everything yeah, about yeah. him. Um, it's cool. He's got a cool power. Got a fun personality. He's great. 
and we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna get into it real quick with the uh the acolytes attacking this uh nursing home um and the narration is done by one of the nurses that were attacked uh after the attack but we're seeing on the page like what they're doing basically just murdering their way through with no mercy whatsoever one of the great joys of this uh you know i was first introduced to the idea of the acolytes from you know the early x-men uh, comics where Magneto apparently died and then being a basic enemy in the Sega Genesis X-Men games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Acolytes, even though they are the dorkiest X-Men villains of all time. Uh, their, their unifying uniform bit is bad shoulder pads. Yes. And this fucking crop we got here on the front page of uh, Yavitz, who is a big one-eyed dork. Uh, spore. Spore. And spore, which means like animal poop. Like yes. you track something by its spore. Uh, Senyaka, who is just like this whip edgelord, and then the Kleinstocks, who like their power is there's two of them and they can kind of turn into one. But the image on this first page is them, they look like a, a conjoined twin, uh, conjoined dick to butt. Yes, just the worst uh, possible like, unification. <laughs> like we we did it, we yeah. did a bad fuse in, in Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. <laughs> horrible Super Saiyan dance or whatever, uh, and just like did it backwards. Um, incredible stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty awful, yeah. and uh, and they don't waste any time. Like they they are going yeah. to literally murder their way through like a bunch of old people. Uh, and we see like it's awful. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean it's it's violent, it's gory. Um, at one point, Sinyaka like ties their threads, like their little energy bolt ropes or whatever, around this nurse's throat. And we're gonna see on the next page like how much that scarred her. She's missing an arm. Like they they really fucked this place yeah. up. The uh, the Kleinstock guy who grabs the person's IV drip yeah. and boils it. Horrifying. Up. Horrifying. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just a- absolutely awful stuff. Uh, this art, this is um, not Peter David drawing this. This is Joe uh, Casada, J.M. DeMattis, and uh, Scott Lobdell working on the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is Joe Casada art, which I, I have some affection for. I think 90s Joe Casada art is good. Yeah, I think all of this uh, stuff really works for me as far as the time period, yeah. right? Like, this is, this is all really good. Uh, yeah. We we jump to the present where this nurse is telling X Factor and um uh basically what happened uh and she's just questioning like they did this for Magneto like they kept saying how this was gonna be you know this is what Magneto wanted them to do what kind of man could this Magneto be and of course we see Pietro Quicksilver thinking like yeah I've been asking myself that for a long time <laughs> like this is real yeah. fucked up so very rough on uh on on Quicksilver here uh the nurse dies. And uh, this is the, uh, the inciting incident to making everybody big mad. Uh, Quicksilver walks off on his own, and we see, um, I can't remember her name now. I get the acolytes mixed up. There's one that can actually project. Scanner. Uh, sh- scanner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, uh, she's watching him. Goes back uh, to talk to Fabian Cortez. Uh, Fabian Cortez is a little shit. Um, he's a really generic, <laughs> crappy villain. He brought Magneto back uh, and was artificially pumping up his powers, even though he was dying. And is uh, responsible for betraying Magneto um, in the early 90s X-Men, uh, getting him killed. And then he took over the Acolytes. Uh, that is who he is. He pumps up other people's powers around him. Also, in, in the in the lead-in issues to this, there's a lot. There's like this is like a game that they're playing with some other dude. Like there's a couple of like other players, and it's like the goal is to, you know, it's the game master. That's it, the child's it's, play crossover. Yeah, yeah. Friend. It was fucking confusing I, as hell. I was it, like, what is going it's like on? A new warriors crossover. I read the shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> the upstarts uh, with, with Trevor Fitzroy 
yeah, Shinobi Shaw, like just yeah. the worst of the nineties. <laughs> it was just horrible. Not a, a, I just not had very it as much, a kid. Yeah, not very much of that like, comes up in the actual crossover. Thankfully, so. no, no. The the idea behind that crossover was a guy named the Game Master, who is an omnipath. Yes, like he is in everyone's minds all the time. Uh, says how many of the original New Mutants and Hellions, you know, the first generation of uh, or second generation of mutants, can you kill? And he has a little contest with a bunch of shitheads like Sienna Blaze. Awful, just awful. Yeah. Um, uh, Fabian Cortez is one of those shitheads. Uh, Scanner re- comes in to reports to Fabian Cortez, and she says like, "Hey, uh, we killed all these humans, uh, but I'm I, I feel a little fucked up about it. Like they don't really seem like." a threat to us they were, they, yeah they were they're fucking deathbeds man <laughs> yeah uh and Fabian cortez you know were they flat scans if so they were they were a threat uh you know and pulls her hair uh you know and uh so you know screams that he's gonna get quicksilver is the idea yep. he wants to get quicksilver on his side to borrow that lineage to kind of consolidate his power with the acolytes and he says he has agents he has operatives in place to do that even now and we go back to the x-factor and it's revealed that we uh have chosen just a, an awful awful outfit for lorna dane <laughs> just don't know what happened to <laughs> lorna how dane. we find out <laughs> how i find out what lorna dane looks like now she just, looks like a, a lady wrestler she looks like a glow like an american gladiator right like she a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah and polaris is already kind of an american gladiator ass name um I feel like there was a Polaris at the American Gladiator, to be honest with you. I, they got that documentary. Like, I don't care about those 30 by 30 documentary things because I don't care mm-hmm. about sports, but there's one about American Gladiators I'd like to watch. Oh, there's uh, a there's a Polaris, like, four-wheeler, I guess, that gets is getting all the SEO nowadays when I type this in. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> the, uh, um, they are interrogating Spore. Yes. Uh, the uh, Whose power, as far as I can tell, is, like, being a little animal with a bad haircut yeah he's like, he's a, like a bigfoot with an awful haircut yeah imagine how much a life-size real muppet would be <laughs> that's yeah. you know what i'm saying just, <laughs> just an awful just an be. awful like weird looking just weird muppet that smells bad i'm assuming um yeah and they're, we're gonna go back and forth and like you know the x-factor team are, are kind of hyped up a little bit so they're like we should just fuck this dude up uh and you know, yeah Val is there, their leader, uh, Valerie... Val Cooper. Val Cooper, thank you. Um, yeah. Is, is like, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. You need to back down, Havoc. You need to back down. Um, and yeah. eventually, Havoc just loses control and starts zapping the fuck out of this dude. Uh, yeah. And everything comes to a halt when Quicksilver comes in, and Spore just collapses to his knees and starts worshiping him as the sun, the sun. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, Quicksilver's not really comfortable with this at all, despite having like a kind of a Namor <laughs> God complex. No. But <clears throat> yeah, but not for his dad. He wants to be a God for himself. Exactly. Yeah. You Nobody know? wants to be Jesus. Yeah. Everybody wants to be God. Yeah. Uh, poor Rain Sinclair, who gets barely any lines in this whole thing and just gets to go, tis sacrilege. <laughs> 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 Um, you know, they're, uh, they're worshiping him, worshiping him. Uh, we got cut to an hour later where they've gotten some Intel, uh, from him. Uh, and they found out about a fort they're going to, uh, Val Cooper is going off with Quicksilver and they're leaving Havoc behind. Yeah. Leaving the whole team you behind, know, uh, because yeah, yeah, she, other than Quicksilver. she does not want them to, uh, just basically elevate the situation and in, in any kind of violence. Uh, so instead she's bringing random, everybody's favorite random. mutant bounty hunter. <laughs> Have we had a chance to talk about random? I, yet oh, I think he sh- podcast? he must have showed up in one of the like Generation X comics. I think we did right. Like I feel like oh, we've yeah. talked about random before, but uh, not not He's extensively. In one episode of the animated series, just in the background. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think we, that's the other thing yeah. I was thinking about. 
Yeah. He's, uh, he looks like he's dressed up as like a child's conception of Axl Rose, but he's actually a child's conception of a badass. <laughs> like the whole idea behind random is that his skin turns into guns and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty crappy, like kind of like Bushwhacker, except Bushwhacker stays flesh tone. It's really gross. Um, random does that. And the big reveal for random is he's a little kid uh, who has this powers and is you know pretending to be a big tough guy. Yeah. Um, I I went on a deep dive about random after reading this and like learned like he joins the team and betrays them and all this stuff and eventually becomes a good guy and all this shit. I was just curious. Uh, I kind of regret it. <laughs> Snap, what, uh, what facts do you what <laughs> facts do you no longer remember now that you know all of these facts about random? I know what did I lose? Yeah, like you, what what childhood memories? <laughs> uh, you know, th- there goes my second kiss. I still remember my first, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> traded out for random. Um. So they're going to take off uh, to this military camp where they found out the acolytes are going to go and uh, Havoc says, you know, we're going to follow them, you know, basically Uh, has Lorna Dane follow them and they're getting in this uh, brand new craft that they have that can go under people's radar because it's a gigantic metal sphere that Lorna Dane has to push around with her magnet powers i like because forge they talk about how forge made this for them um and forge is like i don't can't remember is it a technopath or a techno wizard or something like he's got a he can he can invent anything he can invent anything um and it just makes me think that sometimes he just on purpose invents some some really bad shit you know what i'm saying like he's he's just (laughs) like yeah i mean i could have made this better but like uh whatever it's x factor like who cares it's not a it's not a main line It was the early 90s. He was probably playing Final Fantasy 3 on the SNES at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Had you know, a lot he like of... rented it and he had to get it beat in a weekend. So he didn't give his full to this. But the idea here is Lorna Dane sits on this big chair shooting magnets at this thing to make it fly. And it is real bumpy and is making everybody real queasy. Yes. Uh, and this is a strong guy who's making puke jokes. And this is when we first meet um, Exodus. Um, yeah. Who is... Uh, not really well fleshed out in this whole thing <laughs> nope he he comes back later his origin eventually gets explained he's like on the quiet council in krakoan era stuff uh i am very unclear on what he does exactly other than like shoot beams and do everything but as a kid this was the coolest looking motherfucker i'd seen in my life and, and, uh, and I drew mis- a lot of dudes who looked like this mysterious too i think that's the big yeah. thing is like they don't really talk about him so like your your imagination just runs wild uh and he's essentially magneto we don't know this yet but he's magneto's right hand man and he's going to be uh, trying to recruit mutants to magneto's side uh yes w- with basically just saying like yeah we want you to come and they're like to what and they're like we'll we'll tell you later <laughs> we'll tell you later which is a horrible <laughs> nobody don't sign up for that yeah um this guy's from the 12th century France. It's, sure. it's dumb. Sure. <laughs> <origin is> stupid. <laughs> um, the, uh, he doesn't do anything. He just kind of, kind of flies by and decides to nope out and everyone's weirded out, uh, by this, um, random Quicksilver and Val Cooper land at camp Hayden, uh, here and, uh, kind of talk their way in, you know, there are guards. It's heavily guarded for what is supposed to be like a disused military base, mm-hmm. uh, attempt to talk their way in. It's not working until Quicksilver does the cool thing of like disarming everybody and taking apart their guns. Yeah. And all these uh, dudes are in robot like. suits, which are kind of weird. Like if this place is just supposed to be empty, like why are there a bunch of robot suit guys running around? Yeah. Um, and also uh, Senator, be- Senator Kelly is there. <laughs> Senator Kelly yeah. comes in and is like, what the fuck are you doing here, Val Cooper? And she's like, well, I'll rank you so I can do whatever the fuck I want to. Um, yeah. Get the hell out of my way. For people who don't remember, Senator Kelly is the guy who started the Sentinel yes. program. He didn't invent them. That's Trask, but he started the, the thing. And all of the, you know, the days of uh, future past going back in time 
to prevent an assassination that was Senator Kelly's. You know, I was I was just skimming the Exodus page, uh, mm-hmm. and the first line of his powers is the ability to telekinetically lift large weights. And I just, I just, <laughs> like, is it only limited to <laughs> like barbells and stuff? Like, that's where my brain went. It's just immediately. Like circus strong, man. Yeah, <laughs> just just those one ton weights that they had in cartoons that are shaped like I don't know what they're for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> and then his yeah. second ability is confidence. <laughs> Which oh. mutant abilities enhance when others around him or he himself have faith in him and his abilities, which is a real uh, cult leader kind of kind of vibe. So it's like, I, it's like a, the dark version of what Gladiator has. Sure, yeah, you know, it's very weird. Uh, so so they're going in here, uh, and they 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 got a secret here. Quicksilver is like, "Hey, Valerie, when are you going to tell us about this shit?" Uh, she says, "I was going to do it when the time was right." And explains basically uh, the government created a new anti-mutant thing called Project Wide Awake. Um, this like defensive measure to deal with mutants yep. uh, if they get bad. And they go into a big chamber and it turns out they brought back Sentinels. Uh, including ones that are remix Sentinels. I love that some of them are short. Yes. <laughs> like, when, <laughs> like, like most of them are like 20 feet tall, but every once in a while you need a, like an eight foot tall Sentinel. I imagine like um, the, the Sentinel scientists start with a grid of like, like tall written across the X axis <laughs> and like powerful <laughs> written across the Y. And they were like, well, what happens if we just do like not tall? Like what, where does the power go on the graph? Go? Short King Sentinels. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, they're mixing it with Nimrod technology from the future. Um, there's one that's like got a cool skull on his face, just a whole, you know, mixed grill of Sentinels, uh, you know, big, big, bad thing to have happen. Of course. Uh, and as she's ex- explaining this, like, Hey, we did this at the worst possible time. Havoc and the rest of X factor show up and they're furious. Yes. Uh, you know, these, these are, these are genocide machines. Sentinels are no good. And you, you know? kind of, you, you imagine that like the first thing they're going to do here is destroy them. Uh, and that seems to be what X factor is going to do when, of all people, Quicksilver pops up, uh, and it's yeah. like actually, I kind of like more than anybody. I get it. I get this. Like, I kind of understand yeah. what they're doing, and I think that maybe they should have the right to defend themselves against people like my father, um, which and is the acolytes. Like, yeah. We just came from a hospital. They just fucked up. What? What? You? Know, we got there too late. You know what are what are people supposed to do? And th- like that question has always been at the heart of the x-men and the the whole sentinel things and, and fiction in general like the idea of the morality of a preemptive strike but i think this storyline does it pretty well you know it's it's an interesting argument yes like if there are acolytes about you have to have, be able to do something about it you know we got acolytes skylar we got acolytes <laughs> we got acolytes like, over here guys there's just a problem you know um, like, and speaking of ac- acolytes uh we, we did a yep. bunch of them join the fight or j- kind of just break into this place just like we knew they were going to do um we yep. do get a, a reference to the title of this issue the man who wasn't there because uh quicksilver is talking about magneto and how his presence kind of lives on and inspires the you know people like the acolytes to do weird shit uh yeah. so that's kind of an interesting you know i, I think the writing is a murder yeah i think the writing in this magneto is right is is, yeah. is pretty good overall so i'm, I'm yeah. pretty happy with it yeah. GMD Dematis uh, is you know, the the scripter of this, and he does good dialogue stuff. He's a well liked, mostly a DC writer, but uh, does you know he's not a hack. The uh, they're here for Quicksilver. Yes. Uh, and while this is happening, Senator Kelly is like, "Fuck this! <laughs> uh, start the self destruct. This place is absolutely full of monsters who want to kill me." 
uh, they gotta go. And he even says, um, like, I, the, you know, the Alkalites are expendable, Val Cooper is expendable, X Factor is expendable. Just get the fucking Sentinels out of here. You get me yeah. and the Sentinels out of here. Um, yeah. There's some there's some really violent fighting in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I kind of like this too, like seeing random uh fight these guys. Uh, but the thing that I like the most is um when the fucking multiple man dude he's getting uh tag teamed by i don't even know who these fucking guys are old guy and lizard dude <laughs> i don't even know these like, fucking names i can't remember these guys name either it's the, just um, old guy and yeah. lizard dude uh and they're gonna you know he's he, he duplicates himself to you know win the fight but they're this green this lizard dude who did they never say his name at all not, not in this book you're, you're just supposed to recognize acolytes on demand yeah sure yeah and, and it's, it's pretty fucked up i i, I can't remember this guy's name in 1992 i, I could i could definitely yeah. uh probably recognize this dude i'd be like oh this is such and such and such and such I, I will say this guy is so low on the totem pole he doesn't get an action figure in the 1992 like toy biz yeah and a lot of these fuckers got action figures um it, it was that that level this guy did not um yeah, he's a, he's a horrible lizard guy. It doesn't matter because he's going to die here in a second. Yes, and this that's the thing I wanted to bring up is because this it's, is great. it's so fucking cool. Eventually, the, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. this green lizard guy is clawing Jamie Melon Maddox's... Camp is his name. Are you serious? Are you his serious? Name is fucking Melon Camp. Melon Camp? Are you serious? Me- yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Multiple man, when he does his move, he says, I'm sorry, Melon Camp. Seamus uh, Melon that Camp? Does, that, does, <laughs> that does work with my memory. This, this big lizard guy is Melon Camp. Oh my God. That's Melon Camp, I say, elbowing my date. Uh, uh <laughs> Mellencamp was a mutant who had to deal with a lot of hardships because of his reptilian appearance. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just join the Morlocks. Like you need you, you don't have to do this. I uh, know you don't have to call yourself Mellencamp. Uh but Mellencamp is sticking his thumbs in multiple man's eyes and it's fucking brutal. You know, and he's he's trying to get him to stop, like multiple man, because multiple man has the upper hand. He's not on the back foot, and he does a rad ass thing, which is stick his hand in Mellencamp's mouth bangs on his hand to create a double and then creates a duplicate inside melon camp fucking exploding him from the inside absolutely amazing absolutely uh, just incredible like i want i want him to yeah, do this all the time and it kind of fucks jamie up too you can tell jamie's like that absolutely suck <laughs> like the dude that he the duplicate that he made is just sitting there like just fucking like ah why why did you create me for this uncreate me immediately I, this is before the duplicates had their own personalities and stuff. That was like a later <laughs> thing. Uh, imagine being born and just like, well. Uh, uh, do you want to know no. the, the best trivia fact about Seamus Mellencamp in Earth 616? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. His name was once misspelled Ma- Mellon, M-E-L-L-O-N, Camp, on his first appearance. Uh, they didn't even get his name right when he showed up for the first time. <laughs> the first time? You can't get someone's name wrong on the first appearance. And he has since been That's called... fucking name. And he has since been called Melan Camp once as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they just misspell this, name, this yeah. dude's name wrong all the time? Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> While this fight's happening, Frenzy goes and sneaks up into where Senator Kelly's hiding out. Yep. Uh, he's about to kill him. Frenzy is a character from Factor 3 who ends up eventually joining the X-Men at some point. Like, Frenzy is an acolyte who has long-running history, weirdly enough. Uh, she's about to kill Senator Kelly when poor Rain, uh, instead of using cool wolf powers on her, zaps her with a gigantic electric cord. Uh, and basically says, hey, Senator Kelly, you're a huge bigot, but a mutant just saved your life. You know, think about that, or I might be back. Yep. You know, y- you fucked up. Uh, we get my other like favorite scene in this, other than the uh, multiple man thing, 
is uh, Fabian Cortez has Quicksilver pop up. He's like, we're doing this for you, like, just to talk to you. You could, you could end this. Uh, he goes up and talks to him, and I like uh, Fabian Cortez is giving him shit, and he's like, you know, why are you not down there helping the others? And he's like, well, it looks like I'm not helping them, but I'm actually, you know, evacuating the process or evacuating the uh, the process he, he, what am i looking for he calls he almost uh, says flat scans right here which is interesting yeah, right yeah, like yeah. he says i'm evacuating uh, the, the, the flat sands yeah. but the, the, uh, he was actually you know, getting all the humans out um yes um flats they're really trying to sell flat scan, scans like it's the n-word uh in this and you can't make up new n-words in fiction you can't yeah it doesn't work it's never going to have the same weight it's, people should it's, just stop it's doing never it. good like they got close yeah. with muti i think i feel like muti is probably yeah. like a the most like the closest they've ever they've ever come to even like even in like other media too like i don't can't think of a single time yeah. where that this has worked out with the way they wanted it to and even then it's not the same thing yeah you know it's like they can be like that's an offensive term and you can be like yeah a little bit yeah okay but it's it doesn't have real world you know like the allegory breaks down we talked about that yeah. with uh mm-hmm. what with uh kitty pride being like what would you like it if i called you an n-word and like <laughs> Whoa, kitty! Whoa, there! <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> down. I was the claws away, kitten. I was watching a video the other day of some rap concert, um, and I, I think it was someone in Atlanta. It may, be, it may have been the, um, maybe been Three Six Mafia with a special guest, mm. and they have like some song with the catchy chorus, and of course uses the N word in it, right? And so they were trying to do mm. the crowd work, and they were like, you know, I'm gonna do this, and y'all say that, and like it's a crowd full of white people and like <laughs> nobody said it. And then like one of the rappers says, I'll just kind of during like a bit between the chorus and the verse is, is like white people can say it too. And you just hear someone <laughs> off the video go, no, <laughs> say what? They said, no, oh, say, they scream oh, no. out. No, to <laughs> no. the white people can say it too. <laughs> I imagine it being like the vine about the little kid that's running with the knife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, what are you running with? <laughs> a knife. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the white people could say it too oh, thing right. i thought was very funny um it's, it's very similar to the samuel jackson video you showed me you <laughs> yes know. absolutely yeah. what neighbor nope um <laughs> so fabian cortez is basically uh you know explaining uh the party line stuff you know the humans are always going to do this to us there's evidence all around us it's a it's a horrible vision but you share it you know with your father uh you need to agree to lead uh his people you know uh and quicksilver is like you can't expect me to agree to this he's like i don't expect you to agree you just have to think about it you know i'm planting a seed yes uh you are magneto's heir you have this legacy you cannot escape this no matter how fast you run fast man uh and then another acolyte the one that can turn everybody into smoke uh teleports everybody away yep amelia voigt mm-hmm uh, who I think was a former lover of Charles Xavier. That's true. At some point. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she shows up in uh, the animated series, right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, this whole storyline got adapted in uh, the animated series in like, I think the only good episodes in season five or near the end of season four. Mm. No. Uh, everybody leaves. And in what a, a weird kind of moment, Valerie Cooper pukes up a, a mind control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of this. and uh, you know this yeah. th- they ex- this is a little bit better explained like leading up to this right like that you, yeah. you saw this happen at some point it's not like it was just came out of nowhere but uh she kind of says like oh they were controlling me and i love that the the x factor is like were they controlling you to build the sentinels and to hide that from us and she's like well no not not well, they weren't no. controlling that part, not that part. <laughs> yeah 
They controlled me to, to send you to this trap. This is the person they have on the inside, the yeah. feeding Cortez had on the inside. Uh, and she makes the big mistake of saying to Quicksilver, I was just following orders. Uh, and that's the worst thing you can say uh, to this. Um, and as uh, this, I mean, it's a great scene. Like if you, you know, we're reading the comic and we're really invested in these relationships, she's on her knees, like begging, yeah. like, you know, you're not just my employees, like you're my friends, you know, and Quicksilver's like, oh, so my best friends are mutants. That's very typical of a flat scan. And they all walk away from her. Uh, just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, and good. Like yeah. this is this is a good, good kickoff. I think this is this is a a, a, a fun um, opening to our to our crossover event. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it makes sense. Even though Quicksilver is only tangentially related to X Men, he'd have to be involved in this. Yeah. You know, there's there's no way Quicksilver would miss out on the big Magneto thing. The funny thing is, like yeah. Wanda really isn't, and uh, they and I, I don't know what the status of Lorna Dane was at this point. If they thought that she was his child or not, like that's never. I know that, that, that. I don't think so yeah. at this point. Um, and Wanda might have been dead. Wanda might have been dead. Uh, That's a good point. point. <laughs> I think Wanda was dead at this point. Actually, um, I don't know for sure. But. That's going to lead us to our next issue, which is X Force number twenty-five. Home is the warrior. Yes. <laughs> Behold, now the home is the warrior. Behold, now the Exodus. Uh, there's kind of a twist in the beginning of this, but it's ru- ruined. Uh, in 2D and in hologram on the cover. Yes. Um, this was cool for me because at the time I was reading this comic. Um, so I knew, you know, Cable being gone, all this stuff with Rusty and Skids, the Mutant Liberation Front. Like, I was collecting this comic. Yeah, you were into this. Um, I was really into it. Uh, you know, again, as a little baby kid, you know, did not have taste. Um, but I loved X-Force. Um. And I probably read this comic as a kid, you know, because I had it. You read what you have. This specific one I have probably read. This and X-Men 25, I've probably read, I don't know, like 30 times. <laughs> uh, it's real silly. I probably, know? I think I have this one in my comic book boxes. I got a, I think our, our next year's goal is to turn my, my shed area into like an outdoor cooking situation. So I'm having to clean hmm. out my, mm-hmm. my shed and throw away a bunch of stuff. Uh, and I just... I'm at that point. I just don't know what I'm going to do with the comic books I've been carrying around for 30 years. Yep. Like I just, I don't, it feels horrible to, to, to just throw them away. Like they're all bagged and tagged and nice and neat. And I just, but I, I don't know any young comic book people that would want them anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, they don't have any advertisements for Fortnite, so I don't know what they're going to really do with them. So I, I don't know. There might be a place that'll try to buy them in bulk, but you get pennies for them. I did that when I made the similar decision to get rid of all my old comics. Uh, you know, I, I sold just ridiculous amounts of comics for like 60 bucks and then there were tons of them they wouldn't take. It was a real bad experience. It felt bad. Yeah. And then the, the local um, comic book shop here, like the only local shop or there's two, but the, the big one closed down. So, uh, and I don't even think they were buying books. I don't think they were that kind of, that kind of situation. They were just like, like, Hey, hey we're going to sell new stuff and board game things. So. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a bad time. Uh, it's a good reason never to have a floppy issue of a comic again. Yeah, like every once in a while I get nostalgic for it, and I'm like, I could go with a little ritual where, like, once a week I go get comics and I sit and eat lunch and read them. That'd be nice, and it would be nice. Uh, but at the same time, what would I do with them? 
Yeah, the after, yeah. right? Like I still have I have some yeah. I have some Lucy's that we because me and Autumn did that for a long time after we got married. Like we would that was like our Saturday tradition. Like we'd go get comics and mm-hmm. go get some uh, fish and chips at the place next to it and just have a great afternoon. Like drink some beers, read some comics, have a great time. Uh, and I still have those. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these Lucy's that are just been sitting in my closet yep. forever that are extremely beautiful comics and like a nice piece of physical thing that I don't necessarily just want to toss in the trash. Like I hate doing it. It, it's weird because I, I don't feel that way about books. Like I like keeping books around like books are kind of decoration, you know? So like, even if I'm a little bit done with a book, it doesn't, it's presence just doesn't bother me. Whereas comics in order to store them, you have to kind of put them away mm-hmm. and they just become another box. Yeah. You know, that that's that you're not messing with. Books have um, books have become uh, a, an albatross around my neck as well. Like I have, we have two or three bookshelves in the house that are just full of like books and some of them are nice and, Autumn and I like bonded the first day we met on like, oh, you have this. Oh, I have that. Oh, you read that. Like it was one of those situations. Yeah, yeah. And and now like I just look up and I'm like, why do we have two copies of like The Witching Hour by Anne Rice? <laughs> why do we <laughs> why do we own these two? I don't understand what's going on. Uh, but yeah. <clears throat> anyway. It's, uh, uh, anywho, the media ends up owning us. That's true. Wow. The things you own, uh, Gary. Yes. X Factor 25. Speaking of the things that we own. Uh, X-Force. X-Force, excuse 25. me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, this begins with uh, a character in Shadow who we, you know, is obviously a Magneto. Uh, looking at this screen of X-Men and X-Men associated people. Uh, I love this. It includes Adam X uh, in the lower, lower right, second from the, the right bottom square. Uh, Adam X, just the absolute fucking worst there's some real uh there's some real like profile picture stuff here like uh rogue's face specifically just oh, looks yeah. insane uh <laughs> yeah. but cyclops like, is, looks grand. like he's like from the like cover of a romance novel look at those puffy lips that he has my man like uh, it's so <laughs> good some real dsls on Cy- mm-hmm. cyclops there um he's talking about uh talking to the children of the atom uh you know inviting xavier's children to join him you know, uh, Xavier's foolish quest for the Holy Grail is over. It will be over uh, when I take the kids from him. You know, but this is still, this isn't full on villain Magneto like we're going to get the next issue of the crossover. This is uh, a Magneto that is still trying to make a case. Yeah. You know, um, we start off with X Factor or X Fort. God damn it. Now I did it. Yeah. Uh, back to uh, Camp Verde, which I think is a kind of salsa. Um, where it's just, uh, it's just, the, uh, it's just the word green, Gary. Like anything could be yeah, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you can have birthday anything you want to. It's 2023, my man. <laughs> uh, this is uh, they're coming back in their their cool uh, IPAC, their their cool X Jet. Um, they just went and fought the uh, Mutant Liberation Front and Strife in order to get back Rusty and Skids. Remember them from the X Factor? Yeah, the Fall of the Mutants mm-hmm. uh, comics we did. Um, this is all land that uh, James Proudstar got um, after uh, his tribe was wiped out. Um, also by uh, Strife, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think somebody else also killed it. You know, <laughs> Strife was real busy uh, here. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're back and uh, Farrell uh, notices uh, there's a smell yep. in the air. And uh, and um, I like this. I like this comic a lot because it's kind of like a. Uh, if you hadn't read, like I hadn't obviously hadn't read these issues in a long time, uh, but they very quickly get you into like who these characters are and like the situation of the team where uh, Cannonball is the leader since Cable is left, uh, but everybody is still like, yeah, I mean, you're the leader. <laughs> you're the 
Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. But- yeah, yeah. You could run the company while dad's in jail, but Michael, just go right ahead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we need something for Shatterstar to do. Hire your brother Shatterstar. <laughs> I don't care for Richter. Um, as a kid, because I was a horrible little teenager, uh, one of the reasons why I read this comic is because it's full of ladies in skin tight outfits. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I thought Boom Boom was very hot. And Farrell, who is a wolf girl, I have no furry DNA. Mm-hmm. She's also fucking naked. Uh, and as a kid, that was enough. That was it. That uh, was just, that was, that was plenty. Like, she's, yeah. She's not wearing clothes, man. What else were you supposed to do? I, I mean, <laughs> had to take it where you can get it, yeah. man. It wasn't like that. Yeah. We were, this was pre-internet. We, we didn't really have, we didn't have the things that kids anything. have nowadays. This is, I'm not trying to buzz market or crossover for other duck feed stuff, but I, me and Cole just did an abject suffering. Uh, one of the arcades in town, it's called uh, quarter world. And I found out they have an adult room in the back that has a couple slot machines, a couple porn games I've heard of, but then a porn game called Mad Donna. Uh, and Mad Donna is a vaguely aviation-themed Pac-Man with guns, where at the end of every level, you get a long, long look at a high-resolution nudie pick. Uh, and it is the most explicit porn in a, a porn game from the 90s I've ever seen. Like, there's full flap. What? Like, you, you see pink. Lots of pink um yeah that's uh it's incredible that's intense my man <laughs> that's extremely it's intense. Very in- intense a weird thing about it is it's it's either set too easy or the game is easy and like the main thing i was thinking was like if i were a kid this is a great rate yeah yeah this is this like is a quarter, quarter slot. For this much porn yeah. is unbelievable if, can you play the game one-handed yeah. though is the question uh the, what's in between <laughs> they give you a little break oh sure uh, okay so you can the, the yeah. game is good and is not uh the graphics are real cute like it doesn't look phoned in it's just every once in a while you see somebody fingering themselves. It's fucking weird. It's very, very bizarre. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, anywho. Yeah, yeah. So Cannonball's going to split the team up into pairs of two, and they're all going to investigate uh, specific parts of the, of the compound. Uh, we start pretty quick with Boom Boom and Cannonball, and Cannonball is extremely mad because he's been sketching out like uh, some co- some bunker compound ideas, and somebody finished his plans and did them better than he could have ever done. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to know why. So good. Uh, I love them. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> is, is Mr. Sinister doing our homework again? This is an X-Men emergency. Uh, very funny. Uh, they cut over there. We see that. We see Siren and uh, Warstar. Uh, what is what is Crowdstar, the James Proud? Yeah, Proudstar is his last name. War Warhawk. Guy? I'm trying to Warhawk? remember his uh, Warbird. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember his code name. Uh, let's thing. see. They just refer to him as James, like generally. Uh, in this, let's see who uh, Thunderbird. It's got to be Thunderbird, Thunderbird, right? Yeah, I can I can never remember which one is him and which one's his brother. Uh, anywho, they're just flying around and get shot. Uh, there's not a whole lot of nothing really comes of comes of it. Yeah, they just get shot. And then uh, Richter and Sunspot get gassed pretty quickly. Yep. Um, that we're seeing, by the way, like in the background, just the compound stuff where like, because they're like, you need to go to the Terra section and you need to go to the such and such section, like uh, where they just slapped paint. The lid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lid is called the lid because it's a little yellow different. The lid. Uh, which was a, a, a reference to an old pain reliever commercial uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, the shadowy figure who we obviously know is Cable is bad mouthing them. And I love how much he does not like Richter or Sunspot. Yeah. <laughs> um, just horrible. Uh, we cut over to uh, Shatterstar and Feral uh, in the armory smelling stuff. They don't uh, smell anything. They're kind of flirting a little bit uh, when they get zapped. 
as well. Yeah. Uh, blinded by cable. Just just some magnesium burst. Uh, yeah. And just as uh, he's about to go find Sam, uh, he gets blasted from behind by Sam. Uh, and he is yeah. blasted and hit into a weapons rack where he where the cable then picks up the ouch maker, uh, which is yeah. written on the side of this gun, uh, which I think it, it's most guns at the time. Uh, hilarious and amazing. Very, very cool. And then probably for about 20 years, not very cool. And right at this exact moment, very cool again. Made the full loop for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it. You put the ouch maker on the side of a gun. I think it's very funny. Into the ouch maker. Uh, Cable says, basically, you know, that was a bad tactic. You know, Sam, putting me of all people uh, in the armory, I got the ouchmaker now. Um, we see that the creative team here, it's Fabian Nightsieza, again, who I, you know, again, generally like. The art is Greg Capullo, uh, who I didn't know the name, but I read a lot of his stuff, obviously, because I read this book. Um, doing Marvel house style, like kind of Liefeld-esque, because everything's thick and has pouches, but better. Yeah. You know, like everything isn't bad feet and horrible you know the the renderings are better the proportions aren't awful and and just like general posing and blocking and framing is, is very very good um yeah although feral like literally like leaning down to sniff cable's feet is a weird frame for me <laughs> like your sin is different it, it's <laughs> yeah it's your sin is different like it's before the whole world got into feet <laughs> like now if this comic came out people would lose their goddamn minds people love feet dude. over this people love to talk but about now feet. people love feet or people yeah, love feet, to talk about people thing. who love feet i think that's more of the the situation yeah, i think i think it's yeah i think it's more of a meme than actually that many foot fetishists mm-hmm. um but yeah so they uh they have their reunion and they're all uh very excited shatterstar who is Longshot's son uh who is all uh, a dork is like it's an honor to see a warrior return for when he thought he was canceled canceled uh, is, is very Mojo-verse. funny yeah I, I know it's because of mojo verse but it's just very funny in the modern terminology that i love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> canceled. Cable, had, cable went on joe rogan and he had to leave x-force for a little bit um it was actually strife who went on joe rogan my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. twin with his helmet off cable spends a lot of time uh, in this issue just explaining things that strife did while he was away he's like oh no i didn't do that like well somebody yeah, left I, somebody left milk outside on the counter and it's spoiled well that was that, uh, was, was, that was definitely strive i don't we don't know his motives <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the man hates milk it's the milk liberation front he thinks it should be in fridges <laughs> the mlf um the uh, uh as this reunion's happening richter and sunspot are like not everyone is happy enough to see you know happy to see this murderer and this is where cable explains like hey i didn't murder your people yeah um you know your father uh, was killed by strife uh i'm not sure why and your father was killed by Gideon! Exclamation point. No evidence or anything. Just, just so you know. Just hey, the external Gideon did it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the externals were a thing they were trying to make happen for a little bit in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they suck. Um, the uh, cable explains he's been gone for a little while. He's been lost in the time stream, uh, and has learned a lot of things. Uh, and it basically has his heart to heart. Like you know, I need X Force. You're not an army. Uh, you're like a family. You make a difference in my life. You know, um, you kids believed in my more forceful interpretation. You've chosen to grow, you know, and Sam is putting on this tough guy act. Cannonball. He's saying like, we don't need you anymore, you know, uh, here. And Cable basically says, hey, I should never have left you in charge. Like Cannonball's a kid at this point. Yeah. Like a young kid. He's got, he's got, he's a little buff boy. He's got faces of boys, but body of man. Like he, <laughs> he looks like he is supposed to be an adult, but he's really not. He's, he's a teen. And Cable just says, yeah, like the burden of leadership sucks. I never should have left you with that. 
you know, that's too much for anyone to bear. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to do this. And this ends in like a, in a hug with the two of them, like talking about, Oh, Hey, you're, yeah. you're family. And you know, I'm, I'm back. Uh, like you're, and everybody accepts cable is back as basically the, the leader of X-Force. Um, it's very similar to that Simpsons. Like let's all hug a poo. Yeah. Aww. Sure. <laughs> let's all hug him again. Um, I love uh Warpath. It's Warpath. I remember now Warpath and Siren coming and be like, we're also into him. Like they just been gone for this whole thing mm-hmm. and just walk in and be like, no, he's good. And starting it to go, I, uh, and that's it. Love it. Um, so they're all going to bond and, and be together. Uh, we cut over to them discussing strategy while the kind of junior members are out in the yard killing time. I do. Uh, I do remember Richter, why I like Shatterstar so much because every other frame of him is just him doing like some upside down, like handstand on the top of a sword kind of situation. And I just absolutely love ludicrous. it. Yeah. It's yeah. so dumb it's and a, comic booky and I love it. He did. Um, he got majorly rehabilitated in the uh, Peter David X Factor. Like he comes back, he's like lovers with Richter and stuff. Like all these characters that are not that great in this eventually got fixed and got very cool. Uh, this has a, an awesome uh, just time capsule thing where Warpath is listening to headphones. And he's like, "Do you say something, Rick? Sorry, porno for pyros. You know how I zone out on them." <laughs> God, I love to zone out on porno for pyros. What's the? What do you think the 2023 reference would be? Do you think it'd be like uh, Billy Eilish or Boy Genius or something? Yeah, you know how I how I zone out on Billy Eilish. Yeah, uh, just ludicrous, ludicrous stuff. Richter is throwing a little fit because uh, he's not part of the meeting. He's old school too. Yeah, you know. Shatterstar says, "Hey, like this is ridiculous. You have this ego." They're doing strategy. We're just the warriors. Uh, Richter, you know, says something about this, and Shatterstar backflips and and chokes him. Um, I want to know what Farrell's gonna do with this little lizard as well. Yeah, for real. Uh, while right? this is happening, Farrell catches a lizard and then like looks at it. Um, <laughs> you did her claws in it. Like it's it's, it's, it's dead. a dead lizard. Yeah, she she has killed yeah. this poor lizard, uh, which is a bummer. I suppose she's gonna eat it. Yeah. Why not? Um, eh, there, protein. Uh, we go back to the rest of the team. They're discussing what to do with Re- Re- Rusty and Skids. Uh, they've been kidnapped, but they're still brainwashed by Strife. Yep. You know. Um, and of course, we're you know, there's some also like tension between uh, Cannonball and Cable because he's like, you know, I still don't really trust you. You need to give me a reason to trust you. And we have this incredible page that I think is just maybe one of the best X Men pages of all time of just Cable explaining cable <laughs> just just <laughs> talking about his entire like deal um and still leaving a good portion portion of his life out of it right like there's still a lot that they're not talking about here and it's fucking brilliant i love it it it's worth noting that like at this time uh it feels like about half the x-men characters were from the future and whenever anyone asked them a straight-up question they would just not answer yeah you know so you had to piece together what cable's deal or bishop's deal or shard's deal or Trevor Fitzroy's deal was over the course of like years and six different comic lines. There weren't wikis or anything. So just to have somebody be like, fucking a cable, we've been hanging out. What is up with you? And have him just ex- like give you the Wikipedia for cable uh, <laughs> is really crazy. hilarious. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, very good. even and even uh, X Force is surprised, and I think Cable even has a lot of like, well, you did ask, like I, you asked, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I told you everything that I, t- I needed to tell you. Um, but just then they yeah. get an intruder alert, and outside yep. waiting for them is Exodus, who explains um, that they are going to that he is looking for people to join him 
to convene with the overlord. Uh, and there's a lot of like yeah. typical like, oh, we don't know who you are, so we're going to blast you. But, you know, Exodus pretty much quickly overpowers them and is like, hey, I'm only really here to get like one of y'all. Um, and there's yeah, <laughs> the uh, y- you guys are not wanted. I really like Richter being like, I guess nobody needs us today. Uh, that's fun. Um, here he zaps everybody. Uh, and then the rest of the team shows up yeah. uh, here. And uh, do this plan to take him down. And he keeps saying, like, I'm not here to fight. You know, like, he just keeps putting him back down. He's pulling his punches. You know, he's not killing them. He's just knocking him down. Uh, he's like, I'm not here to fight you. Um, I came here for the primary children of the Atom. Uh, the people who were taught by, by Magneto. Uh, Magneto taught the New Mutants for a while. Um, you know, the second generation, uh, give me Cannonball and Sunspot. Yep. Um, and Cannonball starts his plan at this point. It's a real clever plan. He starts, like, you know. Well, what about the other people? What about uh, Zian Koiman and, and Reigns and Claire? Uh, what about that stuff? Uh, and he's like, you know, no, no, no. It's just the uh, first generation of New Mutants. And he goes, well, that's Rick, Boom Boom and Richter, too. Uh, and he's like, well, they weren't asked for. And he's like, no, they have to go. Like, I'm not going unless they go. So he's, he's doing a tactical thing here. This is supposed to show that he is, you know, coming into his own as a leader. He's getting a longer, te- a bigger team yeah. to back him up in case things go shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he, he agrees. And then, uh, uh, you know, they, they do a whirlwind to go back up into space. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, Shadowstar is like, I can't believe that they, they left us behind. And Cable, of course, is like, nope. He grabbed my shoulder and planted his comm link, like, just like I trained him how to do. So he set everybody up to follow him. Uh, and you realize, like, oh, yep. hey, this dude is actually leading the team, like, the way that he's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Exodus says heaven awaits those who pray here just so Cable can stunt on that line later. Sure. (laughs) Uh, This is funny. Um, They go up there and they are on a gigantic space station and Exodus is walking around being like, eh, eh. And they don't give a shit. I really like him just being like, you know, we've done a lot of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We've been a lot of this stuff. This is not exactly, uh, you know, impressive. I also like uh, Rusty and Skids being like, Strife will liberate us. From chaos and anarchy, and uh, boom, boom, saying you get used to him. It's like music, yeah, or music. Uh, I like that. And, and, and even Exodus being like, I don't understand that reference. Please do not make fun of me. <laughs> like all yeah. of this is very <laughs> uh, Venture Brothers to me, just with the like the the way that everybody is yes. acting here, and it's it's in a very good way. Like you could see where some of the Venture Brothers influence came from in the East kind of comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they go there and uh, they explain what it is. You know, you are you're in this place called uh, Grave or Avalon. You may know it because it was once known as Gray Malkin. Uh, Gray Malkin was Cable's space station. Yeah, he lived in for a while, and X Force lived in for a while, and they're recognizing it, but it's been kludged together with a bunch of Shi'ar stuff and his various tech. Um, it just looks like techno walls. Yes, it looks like yeah, Armored none Core of this, Six th- fires Rubicon <laughs> stages. None of this looks. Uh, <laughs> number one, like, how dare you? Uh, how dare you make fun of my baby? I, <laughs> number two, <laughs> stages don't look good. Um, yeah, they look like the surge stages. Um, it's just pipes to walk on. Pipes, it's just pipes. Uh, I'm there for mechs, yeah. not pipes. Uh, yeah, they know. meet. They meet the leader, who is obviously Magneto, yep. but this is Magneto in a giant purple and gold robe, like he's fucking graduating from LSU to LSU <laughs> next week. <laughs> I love cult Magneto, <laughs> and uh, he's not wearing a shirt under it. No, not at all. Why would you need like, a shirt when you've the, got a robe, Gary? Who wears a shirt underneath a robe? It's leading into that amazing Magneto drip from the cartoon. Yeah, where it's just him in the pants with the red sash. Tell me more. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very good. Uh, he walks up and lays hands on Rusty and Skids using uh, magnet powers with the iron in their blood to destroy the parts of their brain that Strife messed with. Mm-hmm. 
basically destroying the brain tissue. Uh, and they're just fine. They, you know, that's, that's fine. Uh, no doctors need involved. He's a magneto. He can understand which brain tissue is essential and which one isn't. He's all powerful. Yeah. Um, who, who needs that yeah. guy? Very funny. Um, and he fixes them. You know, he unbrainwashes them. Yep. Uh, pretty wild. Uh, and he starts selling his, his thing. You know, all, well, all mutants are welcome here in heaven. Uh, you know, kind of a rough draft for Krakoa is for all mutants. Yeah, a lot know? in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, we cut to the other half of the team. They're flying up in the uh, the IPAC uh, thing and uh, heading up there, following the signal, trying to get there until uh, they see it and Cable gets furious. Uh, I love it. Uh, I knew it. Gray Malkin. Someone has taken it. <laughs> He's so pissed that someone stole his fun space station. It has to be reminded, uh, right? Like he's, it's like, hey, look, it's okay that it's the, like you're with us and we're your family. Do you remember all that family stuff? And he's like, this is my fucking ship, man. Yeah, it's all I have. Uh, and then he goes, heaven awaits those who pray and pray like uh, the 2017 uh, arcane masterpiece. Uh, very funny. Um, they all arrive there, and uh, Magneto's like, who dare? Who dare? Uh, and Cannonball says, oh, I did it. You know, we had to have an out in case, in case there was trouble. Cannonball likes Magneto. You know, like this was his teacher. The last time he saw him, you know, he had, he looked up to him. He taught him as much as Xavier did. Yeah. You know, uh, here. And, uh, he basically starts, you know, explaining, uh, Magneto says like, I hope you can stay and we can learn from each other. Um, you know, uh, are you still children of Charles Xavier's dream yeah. or are you independent? Uh, I know you think you can walk Cable's path, and that's the good one, but it's not. You know, my path is the only way. Uh, and this is when Cable and the crew show up. Yep, and it's and it's and it's blasting time. We're gonna we're gonna blast through yep. some people. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of energy bolts. Uh, <laughs> uh, Warpath is like, I don't really don't want to punch you, Exodus, because you look kind of like you're an Indian, like me, <laughs> which seems a little weird. <laughs> um, yeah. But you he, know, he's just he's just a French guy with with different colored skin yeah he's just oh, and, like no, and and a, yeah. and like a weird like appropriation braid right like he's got that weird yes. <laughs> <laughs> he does his hair at, at cost plus world market yeah of course uh, yeah. <laughs> you know in the african masks section just past that to the native american section uh yeah so they, they beat the shit out of exodus basically yep. um you know he zaps them back etc etc they're fighting they're fighting they're punching uh, and, uh, Cable says, okay, I'm going to, we're going to teleport out. I'm going to self-destruct this and blow it to police pieces. And Cannonball says, no, uh, you can't do this. Uh, Cable's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, who's responsible. We don't need Magneto hovering over the planet in a space space station. Uh, it turns out Cable's right, uh, with that. But Sam says, no, like he says, he's going to make this place a, a place for mutants to choose. Uh, Rusty and Skids have decided to stay here. People should have that choice. You know, if people want to leave Earth and go live with Magneto in his space station, that should be fine. So, it's up to them. So I'm kind of confused about this because he makes that point and, and Cable is like, you know, I can't believe that you guys have gotten me into this moral conjury and like, I'm, I'm looking at this and then it's like, I, and it seems like Cable agrees with them and then just literally is like, sends them out of the door to the spaceship, like oh, body yeah. slides them even over, over their protests, right? Like gets them the fuck out of there. He's, he's fooling them. Like he's, he's still the old Cable. Yeah. You know, heaven help him. He he knows he's right about not letting Magneto have the space station, you know, at some point. Uh, so even though he agrees with it, they're not going to agree. He doesn't have time to do the fight, I think, is what this is. Yeah. Uh, so he teleports him out. 
while he starts walking around, he's got two missions while he's here. Uh, Gray Malkin, the ship, had a sentient AI that Exodus said that they altered the programming of mm-hmm. um, called Professor, which huge slap in the dick to Professor X. <laughs> I mean, it could be a complimentary uh, and, thing, right? Like, I mean, when when Tony Stark does it with uh, what's her name, like that seems like it's just a like a like a nice thing, I right? Guess that's true. Yeah, a little little bit more respectful <laughs> uh, here. Um, he uh, he goes and downloads. He puts a USB flash drive and downloads his friend. Very uh, very sweet. And he's gonna blow every blow everything up. And I love Magneto being like, "I allowed you the courtesy to rescue your AI. Like, I knew you were here. You're not being sneaky." You know, but I'm not going to let you blow up my fucking house. You, you know, that's nuts. Uh, and we get to see Magneto in the full uniform. Yeah. For the first time. And he's no. just completely fucking wrecking Cable, right? Like, just punching the dude around. Yep. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, like, you're mostly fucking metal, man. Like, what are you, what yeah. are you even doing? And just completely explodes Cable in this incredible panel of him just, yeah, yeah. all of his techno organic, like, parts just coming apart at the seams and then him laying there half a person, you know, just just bleeding onto the floor, his whole face fucking broken and bruised. And it's just, it's it's awful. It's, it's real horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really fucked him up. If people are, if Magneto is going to be like when the X-Men first started fighting Magneto, uh, by percentage, many of the X-Men were not half metal. And now by this point, a lot of them are. <laughs> Seems like the opposite you know? direction like, that you'd want to go, right? <laughs> yeah, you'd want to become a less metal team, not a more metal team uh, here. But uh, Cable basically says, you know what, I'm, like, I'm still alive because I'm a man, I'm not a machine. You know, uh, and he teleports away. You know, and makes the point, like, I'm going to be there to talk to those kids and you're not. Yeah. Uh, here um so he escapes the the kids are all f- freaking out because he's really hurt and exodus says oh he was a real pushover and magneto says oh, is actually really challenging like he can now sculpt these this next generation all i got were rusty and skids and rusty and skids are standing right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and i want i wanted to be like it. all i got is rusty and skids and one of their names is skids for god's sakes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's rusty they both sound like horrible like sh- sh- like sh- not just sex moves, but shit-related sex moves. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. worst kind. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, utilizing shit as a tool. Awful. Not, you know, it, it's uh, it's awful. But I do like this this Magneto who says, like, I this was not a physical combat. Like, this was a ph- philosophical one. Like, I, I wanted to yeah, win yeah. their minds. That was the goal. And we lost. Uh, and now we're going to turn our attention to, you know, Xavier students. And I'm like, man, if you can't pick up, like, the ragtag X-Force people, like, you're going to have... <laughs> you think Cyclops is going to jump over? Like, that's not for years, man. You got a long time to dipped. wait. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to work. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot too. And this, uh, the, we're going to get into it. So we're actually going to do two episodes, two issues, this thing. We usually, you know, episodes of the show are an hour. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in fatal attractions. Yes. So we're going to call it there. Um, that's the thing is this version of Magneto is excellent. And then the next one is a sniveling villain. It's just horrible. Issue. Yeah. And then he goes back to being excellent. <laughs> it's so weird. It's very frustrating. It's so weird, man. Uh, but, but this version who's trying to win hearts and minds is my favorite version of villain Magneto. Yeah. You know, if if he's going to be just a villain, uh, I like him doing philosophical combat and not just killing the flat scans. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, which is boring uh, as a motivation. And it's fun. Like it gets so. it gets like and I like him when to do it when they do it without, while they're punching, too. Right. Like I want to I yeah, want to yeah. hear these philosophical arguments while they're punching each other in the mouth. Like that's also fun for me. It's a cla- it's classic. Yeah. Yeah. It's classic X-Men shit. Um, yeah. I, I like this crossover. Like I had fun reading it again. Yeah. 
Like I said, uh, I read it. I read it you all know, in like, a plane, including the lead-in issues, and, and had a good time, uh, and really, really enjoyed my time with it. So I was, it was a, it was yeah. a fun read. In terms of '90s X-Men, stands up pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Like not all of it does. It leads into Onslaught, which I'll tell you right now doesn't hold up. No, um, but this does hold up. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even like what part of the reason that we chose this was to see Colossus break bad, and we haven't really talked extensively about yeah, that because yeah. Colossus hasn't showed up yet. Um, it's uh it's interesting. It's gonna be fun to talk about. Uh in the meantime, mm-hmm. thank you everybody for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you for leaving uh ratings and reviews. Uh some of you have sent in emails for feedback because I asked for that at one point mm-hmm. and we just haven't made a feedback we haven't made time for a feedback episode. So thank you for sending stuff in. If you want to send some stuff in, you can do it days of future cast at gmail.com. Uh and uh send us your thoughts and feelings on anything that we've got to talk about, Marvel, X-Men, MCU related. Um yeah. yeah, and if you want to support that, the show directly, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and donate money and get cool shit and get awesome features. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a rad time over there. It is. A, there's a lot of stuff you get. It is a big value. Yes. yes. Uh, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, it's, it's, it's good to be, be back doing this. We don't know what we're going to do after this. We're, uh, you know, we talked about a couple of things, but we want to find something that fits. Uh, this is a good, short, important storyline. Yeah. Um, we w- uh, feedback, you know, is also useful. If you like this length of storyline for us, if you like it when we go and do Age of Apocalypse and Uncanny X Force, like do, you know, ecstatics level things, let us know. If you'd like us doing those one offs, like when we did the origins, uh, things like that, just let us, you know, let us know. We won't necessarily do it. We're going to do what we like as well. <laughs> but uh, I do want to hear what people like. It's always fun getting suggestions for people. Like we get, we get a lot of good yeah, suggestions. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I, um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun to read this. And we'll probably get a few more episodes out of it. So anyway, thank you yeah. everybody for listening. Uh, and we will see you in a couple of weeks with a new episode of Days of Future Fast. Bye. Bye.